Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Fourth of July, by the way. Got a couple of things here. First of all, I have the winner of the contest, which of the contest I have for the last episode. And that is Mercedes Martin. I've already contacted Mercedes to get the address where I can send it. And congratulations, you win my Orange Spine 1E core books. Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master Guide, and Monster Manual. So we'll get that out to you as soon as we can, and congratulations. Also, this morning, I heard the podcast Melodrious... Malodorous Mazma Meltdown do an episode, and this is an RPG podcast satire podcast, which I think is pretty good. They satire different types of podcasts and different people and such, and this episode, episode eight, is Radio Grandpa, which pretty much nails my show. And it was it was wonderful to listen to. Let me tell you, these guys, the, the, this this podcast they do a, or he or that I don't know if it's a one person or a group, but they do wonderful wonderful stuff and they pretty much nail every podcast and they got me boy. I talked about preparing for a con, radio grandpa's quote unquote niece, which is a reference to my grandson Gage. And things like that, and my theatrical, my theatrical endeavors too. It just points up that I talk about a lot of stuff the same. What I'm saying is, I, I don't, I don't hold it against. Them. I love this. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. But the thing is, I tend to, I worry a lot in this podcast about repeating myself. I don't worry about repeating myself in the in the way of like talking about how I go to the cons and my grandson and my theatrical career and all that other stuff as long as I can keep it pertaining to the, whatever the subject role playing and the subject at hand but I always worry about running out of stuff to talk about and they pointed out that I do talk about the same thing sometimes but I don't I try, at least I try not to repeat myself. I've had a couple of instances where I had to go back and I did a subject and I thought, oh, did I talk? And I go through all my pop, my episodes and oh, dang, I did talk about that here. Well, either I'll do an update on it or I'll just find another thing to talk about. But anyway, thank you, Melodious, Melodorous Mazma Meltdown. Look for them on Anchor. They have a really good show. Okay. What do we got here today? Today's the 4th of July, so I thought I'd talk about a couple of spells I find in the first edition AD&D books in the Player's Handbook, and I wanted to talk about the spells Fairy Fire and Pyrotechnics, and maybe a few other things that are related to that. Now, I was surprised, <clears throat> I shouldn't be surprised, being as old as I am and as how long I've been in this game. But then again, we're talking about 1E books here, so they're not easy to navigate anyway. So I was surprised that both the spells are druid spells. 
I thought they were magic user spells. I'm sure there's magic user spells that do kind of the same kind of shock and awe thing. But, but they are druid spells. So, we will deal with that. The first level spell is Fairy Fire. And third level spell of, I think it was third level spell. Yes, Pyrotechnics. And what Fairy Fire does is basically it outlines something in like a glowing outline. And that's it. Whoop-de-doo. I know. It's one of those spells where you think, you know, you're not going to go for it. If you're a first level druid or something like that, you're not going to go for it. You're going to go for some kind of protection or mostly protection, but also maybe some offensive spells or something like this. And this lighting something up, it's very handy but I wouldn't think it would be the first thing that a first level character would pick. Because when it casts a spell, he or she outlines an object or creature with a pale glowing light. Now it goes on to say the completeness of the linings dependent on the number of linear feet the druid is able to affect, 12 per level, and if he has sufficient power, which probably means higher level, they can cover more than one object. Now those are really handy, if you're out there with a group and you need to highlight the guy you want them to get. Unfortunately, they would see it too. But you can use these things in subterfuge, which is not... Such as, say they're in a spooky swamp, they see a squad of orcs who look kind of out of place. They're, they're following them. They follow them into the swamp. How about that? They swallow them into the swamp and they and the, the, player, the PCs hide themselves and they ca the druid casts fairy fire on one of the orcs, and it glows. And they're low-level creatures. They're low-intelligence creatures. All of a sudden, he glows. They get scared because of the swamp, all everything. They've never been here before. And all of a sudden, this one guy starts glowing. And so they're going to think, something spooky's going on around here, and he may have something to do with it. Great way for infighting. Great way to get them infighting. And things like that. Fairy fire can, that's one of the best ways to use it, if I can think. Somebody put fairy fire on a ball with a magic mouth and bounced it down a hall one time. And just the, the magic mouth just either talked gibberish or said, or just call it monsters, monsters, and let the monsters attack it. That was a clever way of using fairy fire and magic mouth. And let's see. Let's go on to the third level spell. Third level spell is pyrotechnics. Now, this is where it started, the rubber meets the road here. You start getting uh, you start getting things going here. It says pyrotechnic spell can have either two effects. It produces a flashing and fiery burst of glowing colored aerial fireworks, which lasts one segment per experience level of the druid casting the spell and temporarily blinds those creatures in the area of effect or under it within 12 inches of the area. And and in any event, the, you have to have an obstructed line of sight. The other, the other way it, it manifests, you can have it cause a thick writhing stream of smoke to arise from the fire, from the fire source of the spell and form a choking cloud which lasts for one round per experience level of the druid, casting it covering a roughly globular area from the ground or floor up, confirming the shape of a confined area to collapse obscures 
vision beyond two inches. The spell requires, it does require a fire. So you have to have a fire going to use pyrotechnics, which means if somebody invades your campfire, he would be whip, the, the druid would be whipping the pyrotechnics on them. Or if you're in a dungeon and somebody has a torch, you could use that. Or something like that. Very handy to. These are not. These are not. The, the pyrotechnics is not a an attack per se, but it's one of those support spells that I wouldn't mind having, if I was that level to get it, because whatever I can do to. I've learned playing an, an illusionist now, that if you can do anything to help the situation in the, in the party's favor. You should do it, even if it's support. I've been throwing stuff like Terrify and Phantasmal Force a lot, and it's always been in support of the the party. And Pyrotechnics comes into right into that into that area, and it's a it it's a pretty good spell. I don't know why it's a Druid spell. Maybe something different in a different game. But Magic users have their own little bag of tricks too. As far as shock and awe, mostly the mostly in the phantasmal phantasmal force range type of thing, where I mean illusionists are best at it, but that doesn't mean that regular magic users can't use illusions too. It's just that illusionists are kind of a specialist. So, you know, anything like that, even pyrotechnics. Even if you're like, I keep thinking of the Lord of the Rings movie where at the the Bilbo's birthday celebration with Gandalf setting off all those fireworks and things like that. And that works for me too. So, you know, there's there's that. You can use it to entertain. You can actually use it to bamboozle, like I said, lower hit decrease. Uh, if you're going, say you're on the Isle of Dread and you run into some natives who are cannibals, you can, pyrotechnics can come in very, very handy to kind of spook them into... You know, we are powerful, I don't want to say gods, but they'll probably think that we are powerful. Boom, you know, they've got a fire, they're trying to roast you, and boom, you cast pyrotechnics. You know, I'm assuming you have your hands free. Boom, pyrotechnics in the middle of the, the village, and they're just going to freak out. So that's kind of a good thing. Anyway, I'm going to start my day. So take that for what it is. I hope you have a great 4th of July. That's why I talked about this today, because fireworks and all that kind of stuff. And if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can drop me an email at oldmangrognard.gmail.com. Now that's oldmangrognard, O-L mangrognard, not old, because you're not going to get it. I should explain that to you a long time ago, because I just had one of my one of my backers trying to get a hold of me and he couldn't. But I finally got it. And thank you. Thank you, Gilbert. Um, so we are monetized so as little as ninety nine cents a month. You too can support this program. And if you do, I'd thank you. Thank you to my supporters supporters. Jonathan Dorgia Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez. Mark C. Walring and Juan Carlos Llewellyn. Mark C. Walring's podcast is The Yawning Owlbear. Thank you, and I believe the Dungeons & Delvers Red Book has a few more days to go on that Kickstarter, so you might want to check that out on Kickstarter. The uh, Survive This Vigilante City is over, but this one is still going, so kickstarter.com. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Buh bye Questions? 
comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Oh.